Your hosts are here, Sammy and Michelle. By the end of this podcast, you'll know them well. Adulting, navigating the journey of life. Careers to relationships, pain and strife. Put down the rule book. Rethink the status quo. If there's another direction you want to go, find purpose, passion and mastery in all that you do with status post adulting. Hey everyone, this is Sammy and Michelle, and we're the hosts of our new podcast, Status Post Adulting. We're going to be talking about what our podcast is going to be covering and giving you guys a brief introduction about ourselves today. But first, how was your week, Michelle? Um, my week has been good. I not that eventful. I had my colposcopy this week, which uh, if you don't know, that's when somebody goes in and scrapes your cervix. Always a good time. Um, it's a little biopsy of your cervix. Yeah, that's Sammy. She's our she's our medical expert here. So yeah, uh, but probably the most annoying thing was that you know I'm home right now for the holidays, and somebody had to tell my mother that I was getting a colposcopy because she was giving me a ride, and I hadn't actually talked to her about that yet. Yeah. So Michelle does not have a car here, and I didn't realize that this was something she was trying. To keep personal it wasn't a secret okay i'm just saying okay it just hippa <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so i was downstairs drinking coffee with my mom because i wake up super early and she's like why are you ready already like why are you dressed and i'm like oh i'm taking michelle for a colposcopy she's like colposcopy i'm like you know by please see if the cervix to look for cancer cells which uh. you know every mother loves to hear and she's like, she's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you know, she has HPV. Ugh. And then she's like, how did she get HPV? And I'm like, you know, promiscuous sexual activity. No, you did not say that. <laughs> I did say that. No, you didn't. Are you serious? <laughs> okay, you know what, Sammy? Here's the thing. My parent, my mom, when we were in like, when we were in college, I guess for you, found some text and realized. Explicit text. Found some explicit <laughs> text that Sammy had sent to some of her friends, basically about how she was having sex. And so that has, you know, built a very open relationship between Sammy and our mother. Meanwhile, I've been, you know, not correcting her assumption that I've been a virgin for the last 30 years. <laughs> it's insane that she would still be. Like, it just it doesn't make sense. No, that's it's fine. Okay, if I was. Yeah, so... I'm actually got a little bit more upset about that story. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was my Thursday. Yeah. Anyway, so um, first thing we want to address is we have very similar voices. Yes, we are sisters, um, actually 13 months apart in age, and we also <laughs> sound very similar. We're sorry. We really can't do much to control it. We will try our best to not make it confusing. Yeah, I mean, maybe we thought about a voice modulator to make me sound like Darth Vader and it would be more clear, but just really kills the whole vibe of the podcast, so not happening. Sammy and I just want to be as authentic as possible, which unfortunately can be uh, sounding exactly the same, so yeah. So Sammy, now that we've gotten that out of the way... <laughs> We want to introduce status post adulting. But Sammy, mm -hmm. why status post adulting? Well, first you think about adulting. And I didn't always love the term adulting, if I'm being honest. Adulting is talking about getting the basics out of the way, like paying your bills on time or changing your air filter. Something I'm still not familiar with, but... Or for some people doing laundry. Not me. That not was, us. That was not a point to comment no. at me. Actually, you know, to be clear, we did laundry since before we could reach the laundry machine. I used to climb inside the laundry machine. Like, like that's yeah. how tiny I was when I was doing the laundry. I could fit inside there. Probably yes. dangerous. Probably the kind of things that... <laughs> 
they don't like children like we we couldn't reach the top of the like thing to put clothes into the washer so one of us would sit on top of the dryer and the other one would pass clothes to that one and then that one would put it into the washer yeah yeah like we were like snow white and her little like elf yeah we were dwarfs (laughs) (laughs) and we would just toss them up and whistle while we worked yeah, so we were, we were hashtag adulting. Hashtag adulting. <laughs> so yeah, so adulting, adulting, you know, hashtag adulting was trendy at one point for all these kind of little things that you learn as you're post high school, post college, you're living by yourself, you're figuring out how to get rental insurance, whatever it is that that means to you. But for us, a lot of this podcast in a really, in a very broad sense, I would say stems out of the concept of, you know, the unexamined life is not worth living. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Socrates. Accredited to Socrates. And the reason that is a point to this podcast is because a lot of, not even just like, you know, whatever, hashtag adulting, but also the concept of as, I mean, as we were growing up, right? This is what this meant to us. When we were growing up, we were thinking, you know, get a job, make money, become independent, you know, technically get married, house, pick a fence, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of going back to this idea of like the unexamined life, it's like if you stop for a second and you think, what do I want? Why do I want it? Is this my most authentic self? I think for us, you know, there's sometimes it's not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like for us growing up, the goal was get a job, get things settled, and you're good. And we never thought past that. And then when when that happens and you're making good money, you know, you don't really know what to do with it. You just spend it. You really do spend it. <laughs> and with Instagram, right? It's like you go on vacations, you go to the ice cream museum, you take the pics, you live your best life. Hashtag this, hashtag that. And I think there's a point where sometimes you can get tired of it. You kind of like run out of gas. And even even if you're having fun doing it, there's always kind of like this thing that's like, what's the purpose of my whole life? Like, what do I actually want my life to look? like in the next 10 or 20 years since now that I look at my life I've accomplished all the things that I thought I was going to accomplish yes I think that's a really good point Sammy we're not anti those things it's more so am I doing things because I want to do them am Mm -hmm. I doing the things that are bringing me happiness or you know was I on autopilot am I just doing things because I've seen it on the internet because I've been targeted with ads about it that's sort of the question that we started to unravel yeah exactly so a little backstory on us you know we are midwestern girls just your good old midwestern girls but you know from an immigrant family so you know not as typical midwestern as you might expect yeah on i was about to say you know we didn't grow up on a farm though in our first house in michigan it was a little farm like yeah like we had our neighbor had a horse so yeah and not like that wasn't like a status symbol in michigan <laughs> just like our city was like turning from like a farmland into a city and i think we both always had bigger dreams to some degree yeah i really wanted to leave michigan <laughs> yes uh, yes definitely like in 10th grade i remember we went on this orchestra trip yes i was cool to <laughs> new york city and it was such an eye-opener for me i just remember like all the buildings and all the people and they were so unique and naked cowboy was there and i was like i am definitely moving out of the midwest like that was a huge goal of mine i remember that clearly we both ended up getting pretty solid jobs and living in the bay area in california san francisco yeah, pro trip. If you live in the Midwest, 
and then you live somewhere warm you will never go back you will never go back and i love the midwest but yeah i mean a lot of good things about the midwest but once you're in a warm place it's just really hard to go back ever once you can go for a drive in february and your car doesn't spin out you just you can't go back to it you really can't but much love much love for our midwest peeps yeah so we came over here to the bay area things were a lot more expensive but we didn't really notice because we could at least afford to pay for that and we were spending all our money also very different from how we grew up i mean the last 10 years pre-pandemic you know booming economy tech is taking off this was the opposite of when we were in michigan which is like recession auto industry taking a hit etc etc so for us and i think a lot of people in this time Mm -hmm. we're starting to get good jobs we're making money we're paying rent we're living that good life in our mind yeah and yes. Sammy, what did a good life look like? Well, a good life could be going to Vegas four times a year. Which we definitely did. Traveled to Europe. We're eating food everywhere, taking photos of our food. Nice restaurants, fancy cocktails. Uber eats for every meal. Uber everywhere. Uber everywhere. Lived everywhere. Buying drinks for our friends. I had a stylist at one point. Oh, she had a stylist. Someone who came to her house and helped her pick out her clothes. You were paying for someone to do your laundry, even though we had washer driver in our apartment. Mm-hmm. And we at one point we were paying for a housekeeper even though I had plenty of time to clean and I love cleaning but at the same time we also lived with four people for a good amount of time mm-hmm. we weren't really being that intentional with how we were spending saving investing our money we were just kind of like you know water in our hands we got it we spent it we were what they call Henry's high earners not rich yet and the truth is not rich ever because these people are not building well these people please see us <laughs> yes we're pretty much spending most of the money that we're getting maybe not necessarily going into any debt but not getting out of debt either yeah not really making any progress in our lives but having a really good time yeah and the reason we were doing that was because you know mama we made it mama we made it (laughs) we were good like we were dad new new our mom i'm for our mom she always told us make sure you don't depend on a man be independent you know like there were these were things that our parents did not have at that age Mm mm-hmm and we were we like we were good we had it we're good what else do we need yes we felt good about the position we were in yeah so michelle and i we were kind of looking at our story and we were looking at our previous indulgent lifestyle just three four years ago versus where we are now and there's a huge change and we were thinking about it and there's no clear single data point that we can pinpoint to and say this is where everything changed yeah you know i think we were both constant learners and we can say all this stuff about you know maybe up until a certain point we were working to improve ourselves but i definitely clearly remember one day we were at dinner and you had pulled out your phone because you were checking your bank account and I caught a glimpse of it and I was like is that all the money that you have granted Sammy is my sister so maybe it's a little bit less rude but it you know just kind of came out of me sometimes it's good to have people who are close to you and they'll just tell you something really blunt and terrible like that because honestly I didn't think I was doing that bad you know I had read some finance books I was putting money into my 401k so how bad off was I really but the truth is I was spending all of my paycheck and I made way too much money to be spending all my paycheck it's just me i don't have any kids and that was an eye-opener for me which eventually led me to tracking my spending and tracking my spending was huge in both of our transformations even though michelle didn't have the same problem with saving money tracking my spending was just a huge eye-opener i was literally keeping all my receipts and then I would go look at my receipt, look at my bank accounts and I made this chart where I would record all my, like everything I had spent money on. 
Yeah, I mean, Sammy's super anal. So when she decides to do something, she does it 100. 100. And yeah, so Sammy is very, very consciously tracking her spending, starting to become a lot more, you know, accountable with money in general. What she started to do and what we started to realize is she was able to start putting a dollar amount on something. Yes. So I started tracking my spending and I know it sounds kind of crass, but I was putting dollar amounts on experiences. Like if I went to dinner with a certain friend, I'd be like, okay, that was an X cost experience. Like that experience costs like $60. Or if someone came over for the weekend, it was like that friend came over and then that weekend ended up costing $400. It shifted our perspective. Yeah. Because it's almost like if you asked ahead of time, like, hey, this person's going to visit you. And we had a lot of guests. Um, You're going to spend $800 this weekend. You know, would we have agreed to that? Right. And mm-hmm. it's not that that person is asking us for $800. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, once we add a mo- like added a money amount, it was like, oh, well, crap. Like, you know, if I think about this before I do it, what I actually want is this what I want to be spending my money on. And for me, it was really interesting because I, you know, had a little bit more savings at that point. You know, I didn't have the student loan debt that you did. For me, like I wasn't necessarily thinking in terms of money, but I did see a direct correlation between what you were saying and I did see a direct correlation between what you were saying in terms of dollars and for me in terms of one time energy. I mean, for me, I was drinking so much during that time too. So it was just like in that same weekend, like someone came over and we spent $400 that weekend. I was like, well, crap, like that I spent, you know, X amount of hours with this person. We were drinking a lot, like for brunch, for when we went out at night, doing Mm -hmm. all these things. And I was tired all week. And so, and that was the true Monday through Sunday. Every single day, I always had stuff going on. I was getting emotionally drained because I was, you know, at work all day in my job that requires me to be on. I would then spend my evenings with people and like mm-hmm. I wasn't giving my chance, myself a chance to rest. I was drinking a lot. So I was dehydrated and tired. And that was the realization I had from when you were tracking your spending. Yeah. And it made us more intentional. Yeah, definitely. I think one thing we didn't realize, or maybe we indirectly realized, is at the peak of our indulgent time period, we were so tired. We were so tired. Like, not just tired of it, like, just, like, straight up physically fatigued. <laughs> like, we were, you know, we were traveling so frequently. We were, you know, like she said, drinking a lot, eating, like, really heavy foods, just straight up fatigued. And once I started tracking my spending and I started cutting out so much, I had so much more energy back. And I also, had so much of my time back to do what I actually wanted to do with my life. We started to think about what we actually wanted to do. That's how we got here. You know, our goal has been to be a lot more intentional because what what the truth is, is what served us then no longer serves us now. It's interesting because this, say for you, Sammy, like financial enlightenment Mm -hmm. also led to an enlightenment within you know, our relationships and also our spirituality. One, because suddenly when I realized that my time was limited and I couldn't spend time with, you know, I couldn't spend seven days a week with other people, you know, you start to think about, okay, who who is good for me in my life? What are the relationships that I want to invest in? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, am I overexerting in ones that aren't necessarily positive and am I underexerting in ones that, you know, maybe are more meaningful to me? Yeah, exactly. And I think with the spirituality thing, when we say spirituality, a lot of that is even things like meditation meditating regularly, clearing your mind, journaling, having gratitude, just living really intentionally. So all that to say, Sammy and I have over the past few years been reflecting a lot on what life means to us and what it means for us to live an authentic life. A lot of that stems from this idea that we're really just renting these bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, our time on this earth is limited. And yes, we believe in this concept of living your best life. But what does that really mean? Like when you stop and you think about how can I live with intention? How can I live with authenticity? Like 
Like, what does that actually mean to me? That's what this podcast is about. Exploring that and giving, like learning, sharing, giving each other the tools to be able to reflect and ideally live a life that is meaningful. Yeah, exactly, Michelle. So there's this book called Regrets of the Dying by Bronnie Ware, where she talks about people who are on their deathbed and their last wishes, or actually their regrets. And the most common regret is that people say that they wish they had the courage to live a life that was true to themselves, not the life others expected of them. And that quote really resonates with me. I don't think most people are trying to live a life that pleases other people. It's not like a deliberate thing like, oh, I need to please all my friends. I need to please society and look good. I don't think people are deliberately making that effort. But I think the problem is that when we don't take time to reflect on our lives and make the deliberate choice to live a life that's authentic to us, we can so easily just default into whatever society is doing. So our goal with this podcast is partially to record the things that we're learning, record the conversations that we're interested in having that center around what are the different ways to live life? What are the different things that people have found that maybe we can do better? Mm -hmm. Um, It's an ongoing conversation that we want to invite you to be a part of. Yeah, exactly, Michelle. So we will be covering topics such as finance. Um, Finance includes topics like financial independence, and I think we both see finance as a huge part of building freedom. Building freedom, because when we were spending all our disposable income, we didn't realize that really money is time. When you have a three-month emergency fund saved up, that's three months that you don't have to work if something happened. Exactly. The next topic will be around spirituality. Whether or not you believe in a higher god if you believe in the rabbit's foot for us we have a strong belief that you can manifest a better future and also spirituality is about taking a look at the bigger picture and how to align yourself with your bigger picture mm-hmm. it, i mean spirituality includes things like gratitude and wishing well for people you know passing loving kindness to the people around us i think those are all parts of spirituality as well And we're also going to be covering a lot about relationships. Relationships! Whether that's platonic or romantic relationships, these are the fundamental parts of life. And like learning how to have a really good relationship and how to communicate with your partner is a huge part of living a quality life. Yeah, and we do it so well that we thought we'd share it with you, right, Sam? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, we, we have a sister bond. It's very special. Yeah, but I mean, I think that we're always looking for different ways to communicate better with the people in our lives, to to build deeper, meaningful relationships and to make sure that the energy that we're surrounding ourselves with, once again, aligns with what we're looking for in life. And, you know, maybe people who listen to this podcast could be our friends. Yes, mom, that includes you. Our mom is our friend. And she's probably the first person listening to this episode. She'll probably be listening to all the podcast episodes, which, for better or for worse, (laughs) it's going to probably get increasingly awkward for us. We love you, mom and dad. But yeah, and maybe some of you listeners would also want to be our friend and we can build a community of people who are all trying to live their lives intentionally. Well, Michelle, I think that's a wrap for our first podcast. Yay, I'm so excited. We have been preparing this for so long and we're so excited to just launch this community and get to know you guys better. Yes, it was so fun recording this and I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast as much as we did. And we hope to see you next time on Status Post Adulting. Thank you.
Thank you so much for joining us on our first episode of Status Post Adulting. You can email us statuspostadulting at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at statuspostadulting. Join us next week as we put down the rule book and rethink the status quo.